This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Al- oh, it's fun. The world of, that we live in, man. It's a great time to be a member at OUinsider.com because we got all this covered for you, that's for sure. Okay, let's, uh, let's do this. I put together a 64-person bracket. <laughs> <laughs> where I wanted to know what people thought might be the greatest Sooner of all time. In my head, I started with football players. It's like, there's not enough good football players to fill out this bracket. I'm sorry. I mean that. I genuinely mean that. Like, you could put all the All-Americans on the list if you wanted to, but when you're talking about people that mean something to this university, there just aren't that many. And then I looked around at Oklahoma's athletic tradition, and I was like, oh my goodness. Maggie Nichols. Patty Gasso. Lauren Chamberlain, Stacey Dales, Brittany Borman. And those are all just women, right? And mm-hmm. I, I decided to write down a, a number of names on a legal pad, you know, that very scientific way. And there's some folks that I wrote down that didn't make it into the bracket. And then the hardest thing was seeding them for what I thought they meant to the program and what I thought they meant to their sport and what I thought they accomplished as individuals as well. And I came up with the seeding that I have. So... Colin, I'm going to submit it to you. We can either start talking about who I left out, or we can talk about the seating, or we can just go uh, round by round. Because we're going to, um, I got voting going on, we're recording this on a Thursday. I have voting going until 5 o'clock on that Thursday. And many people have shown up, and I'm interested in the results. And we're going to take this round by round to see who the best is. We're going to, I'm going to recap it on OUinsider.com so you won't miss anything. But if you do want to participate, Go to my Twitter account. It's on my personal Twitter account because I didn't really think it was going to be this big a deal. And then our editor at OUI was like, dude, uh, you you got to write about that. I was like, I just, I was having a good time, Joey. He's like, yes, now we all want to have a good time. Please write about it. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll do that. And honestly, the discussion has been awesome. Like I've loved seeing everybody just, just flay me for my seating and flay me for whom I left off or didn't include. Or who just got a crummy matchup in the first round. And I'm going, okay, I'm here for this. As a sports talk show host, I live for this, right? And now the masses, or at least the people who follow me and chose to vote, or at least got this tweeted into their timelines, are going to have something to say about it as well. Well, it was awesome idea by you. And I'm really glad you put it out because, as we all know, now more than ever, we need something to talk about. But, man... I want to start off by saying, hey, people that are complaining about the seating, this is harder than it looks. And I give you props. It is not easy to take a story university and say, yeah, this guy or, or girl is behind this individual and these rankings, and then justify that to the masses. So props to you for going through it and then taking the beatings with it. I just think this is a good thing for us all to unite and discuss as we all wait this thing out. I, I, I'm... I don't know if I should lead with the one person I just firmly believe has to Absolutely be on this list. Absolutely lead with it. Absolutely do that. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> I, I gotta know, man. I gotta know. 
because I think he did a great job, and I think he laid out exactly who needs to be on this list, except for this dude. Because I just can't, I can't look at this guy and not talk about how much he did. Kyler Murray, man, where is he? I mean, I don't understand how a guy gets picked in two major drafts, wins a Heisman Trophy, destroys records, comes up in the clutch time and again, and the point given I leaves the university is one of the best to ever do it. And he's not on the list over, like, a linebacker? I mean, come on, man. The guy's getting a statue here in about a year. Where is he at, dude? I got to put on for K-1. What is going on? Okay. All right. So, <clears throat> that has been a point of contention. And I appreciate the opportunity to unpack this. So, what it comes down to for me in this bracket is seeding. Okay? I can't see Kyler Murray at 16. I can't do it. And then I looked at my ones and two seeds, right? So I got Baker Mayfield as a one. We all would agree. Bud Wilkinson, absolutely. Bob Stoops, also. Barry Switzer, yes. Why are those guys ones? Because of what Baker Mayfield means to this university in particular. His story is utterly unique. No walk-on has ever won the Heisman Trophy, let alone been a finalist twice. And he chose Oklahoma. And he rode it out for more than one year as the quarterback. But also... He wanted to be here, and he had to work at it in a way that simply Kyler Murray did not. So, that, I mean, that's one seed. And then if you're looking at two seeds, Patty Gass was a two seed. Adrian Peterson's a two seed. Um, who did I have? Uh, Leroy Selman is a two seed. And Billy Sims is a two seed. You going to knock off any one of those people from a two seed? I don't I don't think so, dog. I'm, I'm just not. So by the time I kept going down with this, well, I'm not going to knock out a seven seed like Lauren Chamberlain because she accomplished more than Kyler Murray did in her career. And frankly, her teams were better. Uh, like if you go through the lower seeds and you look at a Brittany Borman, for instance, she won four national championships at Oklahoma. Four. She's an Olympian. And Olympians get a little bit more to me because it's so difficult to do, right? So like you mentioned Kyler Murray, who's the only Heisman winner I didn't include here. Jason White comes back from two blown ACLs and, and, takes a team to a national championship game. Yeah, he's on the list, even as people don't necessarily put him in the same recency bias, I think, as Kyler Murray. And Kyler played one year, and he didn't immediately pick Oklahoma. And the idea for Baker Mayfield to end up at Oklahoma was entirely his, whereas the way that Kyler told this story, and I appreciate it, is Bob Stoops got you know basically a call from Kyler's head coach in high school and said, Kyler's looking to transfer. Would you want him? And he took it to Lincoln Riley and said, would you want Kyler Murray? And he basically browbeat Kyler Murray into signing his financial aid agreement. <laughs> he wanted him. He was recruited, you know, uh, and he's mm -hmm. the number one player coming out of high school. So, yeah, you were also supposed to be this good. And you didn't immediately choose uh, Texas uh, or OU. You chose the place where you thought you were going to be better. And quite frankly, your dad played quarterback. And I get that. But you also didn't get to play baseball there. Right? OU is the place that gave you an opportunity to play both sports, with one caveat. No matter what you do, we need you to play one year of college football. Now, he ended up being the best college football player in the country, and he ended up being a number one overall pick, but nobody thought that was coming. And I'm going to throw this in here. Jalen Hurts isn't on this list. He finished runner-up to the Heisman Trophy, and he's had a more unique career than Kyler Murray has, but I'm not going to put him anywhere near this bracket, because I don't think he means as much to the university itself. And that's what this bracket mostly is about for me. 
what do you mean to this university, right? There's one dude that I think that I regret not including immediately, just looking back on how I did these things because I was so enamored with Mark Schultz, and it's Danny Hodge. You know, Danny Hodge is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, you know? Um, But Mark Schultz and what he means to wrestling and what his family, quite honestly, means to wrestling, having won three gold medals in the 80s, man, at the world championship level, he won the 84 Olympic Games, you know, he, he won an ass championship at Oklahoma. That meant a ton to me. And it was either Schultz or Hodge. And Schultz might have my head for this, but Mark Schultz meant more to me than Danny Hodge. I wasn't around for Danny Hodge. I was barely around for people to tell me stories about Mark Schultz because he won that uh, gold medal in the Olympic Games in 84, same year my parents got married. I was born three years later, right? So... I understand if you think that Kyler Murray should be seated somewhere and this obviously somebody you would kick out. But I genuinely appreciate I, all of these people that I have included, and I think they mean something special to the university and not just being great players. Yes, perfectly said by you. I, I, I certainly understand the, the varying aspects of it all. I think just for me, I mean, like Kyler and Jalen, you bring that up, they're completely different guys. I mean, I understand that they both transferred in, but I mean, Kyler had to sit and wait. There's the story of Lincoln Riley in the meeting where they're talking about Kyler or, or a Will Greer or something. And Bob Simpson says, who do you want? And Lincoln says, well, they're all going to be good, but if we get Kyler Murray, he's going to win the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, man. And then he did it. Yeah, he did that. Yeah, and then he became the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. And he hit 295 with like 10 or 12 homers and became the number well, he was at top 10. I think he was number seven or eight to the Oakland A's, if I remember correctly. I'm so heated up about this because, to me, Kyler Murray changed the environment of the university in a short span of time. Similar to, like, a Trey Young, right? I mean, look, I understand why people want to put Trey on the list because he's a Norman kid, came in for one season, and blew up. He put OU basketball on the map after that weird span of time between Buddy Heald and the crew. But from my perspective – especially someone that watched Kyler attain greatness no matter what he did. There's something to be said about him stepping in after waiting it out and then being doubted by so many people. He's too short. He can't be as good as Baker. And then not only was he as good as Baker, in some ways he was even better. And he impacted two sports. And now he's getting a statue after so many questions surrounding him. And now he's on a team in the Arizona Cardinals with Cliff Kingsbury. And he's doing the same kind of stuff in the NFL. So I don't know. I just, from my perspective, you look at a guy that went top 10 in two different drafts. He waited his turn. He, he met every expectation. He answered every question. And he's still someone that comes to university. He supports the program. That's why I understand some say, well, he wasn't a true sooner at the beginning. He became one. And he maybe exceeded expectations as a sooner in his short time on campus. So that's where I see it. But I'm sure we want to get into the actual seating. Here in a little bit. I mean, he he also lost to Texas in October, so there's there's that. Just gonna... Um, are we sure it was him, or I... are we sure that it was a certain uh, defensive coordinator? Pardon me, sir. He threw two picks in one half. Was wasn't he the guy that was running down the sidelines, with surging the comeback, and then take uh, the kicker sealed the deal? And he also had 400 all purpose against Alabama in a beatdown, but he was there. Nope. <laughs> Look, hey, uh, if there were if the I. If there were, if I had thought about a play-in game, because again, um, I am 
overwhelmed by how many people thought this was a worthwhile thing to do. Uh, I probably have an 11-11 game or something like that uh, with Danny Hodge and Kyler Murray, and people will yell about the seeding uh, because one of those guys is going to lose. It's probably going to be Kyler. But it is a 64-person bracket, and I felt good about it. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that, and I, I submit Kyler Murray is one of the greatest athletes to ever play at the University of Oklahoma, or frankly, anywhere. We'll never see another like him. Just didn't make my bracket. You feel free to make your own bracket, people. Uh, it goes for you too, Colin. Um, all right, so seeding. I had, you know, four regions. I had Owen Field. I had McCaslin Fieldhouse. I had Lloyd Noble, and I had Marita Hines. Okay, those are the four. And right now, I got if if the seeding held, Baker Mayfield meets Bud Wilkinson in the semifinal. And then Barry Switzer would meet Bob Stoops in another semifinal to shape up for what I thought would be a fantastic Final Four. But, I mean, some of this is fascinating because, you know, results have already come in. So I can go round by round if you want, um, and we could talk about each one of these folks, or you could pick out, or I can pick out what I thought were interesting matchups because mostly this was also to, everybody knows who Adrian Peterson is, right? But I put Daryl Royal as a 15 seed because I think as much as we all have feelings about the University of Texas, Daryl K. Royal was also one of the greatest Sooners to ever play uh, football there, and he still got the interception record. Like, people forget that. Like, he's still at the top of some record books at, at OU that he set in the 40s. Like, come on, man. And that was really what I was all after and what they mean to the university. Like, this morning, uh, my producer on the radio show got after me because Gerald McCoy is a 12 seed. And I'm like, yeah, but Roy Williams is a five seed. And he says, yes, and you match them together. It's like, yeah, it ain't supposed to be easy. You know, one of one of those guys you can make an argument is a better player. One of those guys is just a better sooner. But I mean, I, I that's the point, right? It ain't. It's supposed to be the kind of thing that you you stress over, because you know, as you said, we we want we want to go through this. We want time, but it fills me with such joy to hear people that are having hard times with matchups. Because I'm like, then I did my job. That makes you feel good. So did you want to go seed by seed, or did you want to go um, with what you thought were interesting matchups? Um, I feel like it would be a, maybe a little bit more fun for us to just tear this thing down. So if you're down, we can quickly run through what you got, because I believe I entered all of my submissions. Right on. Okay. All right. So I got Baker Mayfield as a one, and Lance Mitchell as a 16 seed at the top uh, left quadrant in the Owen Field region. Uh, mm. Some argument about the 16 seed from Lance Mitchell. Um, I made a, and I'll admit this on the podcast, I wouldn't admit this on Twitter, I made a concerted effort not to include any radio host whatsoever. So no Gabe Iker, no Tony Casillas, no Teddy Lehman, no Rufus Alexander, If you or, you know, or if you got a podcast or something. Because, you know, I wanted the voting to be as clean as possible you know uh i know what what it Mm -hmm. means to have a bunch of people say go vote for me but if you're maggie nichols you don't have a radio show you know uh lauren chamberlain Mm -hmm. you know lauren chamberlain's gonna be doing mlb network she's not doing sooner centric radio or college football centric radio i just thought that was a big deal like there's no dusty dvorak in here either you know uh although there's no tommy harris and we could talk about that but what do you got for baker mayfield and lance mitchell 
I went with Baker Mayfield for obvious reasons. I mean, the guy was supposed to have a statue unveiled at the spring game, and now that's up in the air. But his recognition is still deserved, so I took Baker Mayfield in the first round. Right on. Uh, in the 8-9 matchup of women's gymnastics coach, current K.J. Kindler, and Olympian Will Clay, who you got? I went with K.J. I just think she means so much to the university. Obviously, what she's done as a coach is outstanding, and I think she's also a great person. I kind of also factor that in because what are you doing for the community? And so, for me, it was kind of an easy choice. I went with KJ Kimler. Right. Uh, Will also medaled in the Olympic Games, which means so much to me. But, I, yes, I, yeah. I, I could see KJ easily there. Uh, he's, I was actually excited about that 8-9 matchup. Uh, Lincoln Riley is a 5 seed, and Curtis Lofton has a 12 seed. What do you got? I went with Lincoln. I just feel like I understand he's been here three years, but at the same time, he's also the guy that has been to the college football playoff every single year. He has won back-to-back Heisman. He has sent someone to the Heisman Trophy ceremony basically every single time. So I'm going with Lincoln as a head coach, and, I mean, maybe if you want to factor in him as an offensive coordinator, it means even more. So Lincoln, for me, was an easy choice, even though I love my linebackers. Gotcha. Uh, Won't move into another linebacker. We got four seed Demarco Murray versus thirteen seed Torrance Marshall. Uh, Demarco, I had to go with him. I mean, what he meant, I think it all was highlighted, obviously, in that national championship game against Florida. I grew up a Florida Gators fan. I think people close to me know that, but at the same time, I will admit that game was very different if they won four seed Demarco Murray is in it. So I went with the new running back coach at the University of Oklahoma. Didn't win no national title though. Just gone, you know. <laughs> Marshall's like, count the rings, dog. One to zero. Uh, three seed Sam Bradford versus 14 seed Daryl Hunt. And some of y'all will get that deep cut. Uh, I'm interested to see what you think, Colin. I have to go with Sammy B. I grew up in the Sam Bradford era, if you will, and what that guy meant not only to the program but to the state, second to none, really. He was just such a beautiful passer of the football whenever he was healthy. I would have loved to see him play his whole career without injuries, but at the same time, nothing in this world is perfect as we know. So I went ahead and went with Sam Bradford as a three seed. Uh, Daryl Hunt, all-time leading tackler, does nothing for you people. I understand. Fine. Uh, six seed, Josh Heupel versus 11 seed, Donald Stevenson. I went with Josh. I went with the Batman, yeah. if you will. I just feel like the guy was an absolutely outstanding force on offense. I think for good reason he should move on in the first round. Stevenson, also one of the better offensive linemen ever produced by Oklahoma. And just take a look at his NFL career to take a look at that. Seven seed Stacy King versus 10 seed Steve Davis. Who you got? I went with Stacy, man. I mean, that guy obviously means a ton to OU basketball. And I mean, what he has meant to the program is everlasting. So I went with Stacy at the seventh seed. I think it was a good choice by me. I think Steve Davis went 31 and 1 as a quarterback at Oklahoma. Just food for thought. Uh, two seed Patty Gasso versus fifteen seed Wahoo McDaniel. <laughs> what a name, right? I mean, as a fifteen seed, he should get a higher seed if we we're going on names alone. But at the same time, Patty Gasso. Yeah. I mean, come on. I just what she's done with that OU softball program is outstanding. Arguably one of those dominant programs on campus when you go along with KJ Kimmer and Mark Williams. So I think Patty Gasso well deserved first round move on here. Wahoo McDaniel is also wrestling royalty. Uh, when he played at OU, he was good, but that was intermittent because he was either skipping classes, smoking, or drinking. 
<laughs> Golly. All right. So let's move oh, to the McCaslin region, which is uh, seated number one, Barry Switzer versus 16 seed Mark Andrews. I know what you picked, but I still want to hear you say it. I mean, come on, man. Give me the king. It's Barry Switzer. He can't go past the first round. I mean, look, I love Mark Andrews, but at the same time, what Barry Switzer did, not only from a football perspective, just from a personality perspective, I mean, there isn't a guy on this list maybe around like the boss that just means more from like an identity standpoint than the King. So come on, man. I mean, Barry Switzer's moving on. Shout out Mark Andrews though. He was pretty darn good. Yeah. First winner of the Mackey award at Oklahoma, arguably Correct. the best tight end in Oklahoma history, but we'll have more to say about that here in a little bit. Eight seed buddy healed versus nine seed Jason white. This is going way differently in the polls than I thought it would go. You give me your take. And I think I may be contributing to that. I'm going with Buddy Bucket, baby. Let's go. Here's my thing. Okay, so, look, I I was a freshman and a maybe a sophomore when Buddy was on campus. And for me, I just fully grasped how much Buddy Heald meant to that program in the years afterwards, right? I mean, OU football has always been great. But when you are the national player of the year, and you go top 10 in the NBA draft, you accomplish all this with so much competition nationally in college basketball, and then you leave and the program plummets for a while, that to me stands out. I will never forget how much fun those Lloyd Noble Center atmospheres were with Buddy Heald on the floor. So for me, I had to go with Buddy Buckets, man. He meant so much when I first came to Oklahoma as a student. Jason White wins the Heisman Trophy, has more opportunities to win national championships, uh, also, the the program wasn't exactly awesome when he finally graduated on his two busted knees that were surgically repaired. But you know what? Fine. Mm-hmm. He's got his air comfort uh, business or whatever. I'm sure he's doing okay. Uh, I could see Buddy. I, I My first beat as an adult, uh, as a person making a check writing about sports, was covering Chavano Rainier Heald, who was fresh from Sunrise Christian Academy and was Energizer Buddy before he was Buddy Buckets because the boy couldn't shoot. And then Lon mm-hmm. fixes his shot, and you know how that went. So, no, I, I get it. But this is also one where people are like, the young folks are voting, aren't they? <laughs> um, Roy Williams is a 5C. Gerald McCoy is a 12C. What you got? I went with Roy Superman for obvious reasons. The guy provided one of the most iconic moments in league football history. And I also think he's just a strong presence as an individual. I think GK is a well-deserved mention here, but at the same time, Roy Williams, man. I mean, what can you say about the guy? So I, I went with Roy moving on in the first. Yep, that's that's the trend. Uh, Stacy Deals is Stacy Dales, thirteen seed versus four seed Ryan Broyles. Who you got? I went with Ryan. This was tough because Stacy, obviously, a really good women's basketball player, and then she's also an outstanding reporter. We don't talk about that enough. How she has just created such a great career for herself. But I went with Ryan because. When we're talking about it, this guy obviously went down as one of the most productive receivers, not only at OU football, but in college football history. And so for that reason, I had to give Broyles the nod. No, I get that. Uh, I would also add Stacey Dale's turned around a program. That's a program changer. It's true. We talk about those more often than not. Like Baker Mayfield is a program changer. I think Stacey needs to be remembered, yes, because she's an outstanding broadcaster, but she was a better basketball player. And that's saying something uh, because as – as you very well know, she, her name rings out in broadcasting. I think she's NFL Network right now. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, three seed Wayman Tisdale versus 14 seed Tommy McDonald. What do you got? 
I had to go with Wayman, man. I mean, Wayman is that dude. And I'm also, I don't know, maybe I just put a lot of stock in OU basketball figures because apparently it's just so hard to become an influencing present as an OU basketball product. So for that reason, especially when you think about who Wayman Tisdale is when it comes to OU basketball, I gave him the nod in the first round over Tommy. I don't think Tommy lost a game in Crimson and Cream. A single game. Mm. Best, one of the best running back wide receivers ever to play at Oklahoma. Uh, six seed Ricky Dixon versus 11 seed D.D. Westbrook. Show your age, Colin. Go ahead. Show your age. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm going with Ricky Dixon, Hey, man. look at you. Hey, are you proud of me? I, I hope so because I I'm going to try not to be that 23-year-old. But, I mean, come on. Like, Ricky Dixon, obviously, one of the maybe, I don't know, underrated individuals in OU football history. I mean, he was an outstanding corner. He he went on to have an NFL career. But, like, the guy at the time was just such a, a strong presence. I had to give Ricky the nod. And, and everyone, obviously, that has told me about him, I didn't get to see him live in person much. But, obviously, when you talk about what Ricky Dixon accomplished on the football field, it's something that should not be taken lightly. So, I had to give Ricky Dixon the nod, especially because his legacy has lasted so long. And I'm not even sure that D.D. Westbrook – is, is as maybe recognizable as a Ryan Broyles when it comes to OU football. No, that's, I, I submit to that. Uh, Belitnikoff Award winner. Also, Ricky Dixon yeah. played in four straight Orange Bowls. Four. Like, yeah, and, like, and I would also say, like, where, where would we maybe put D.D. Westbrook and C.D. Lamb? Like, is now C.D. Lamb over D.D. Westbrook? That's something that I also kind of threw in my I think mind. I think recency bias would lead you there, but, you know, D.D. says, look at the trophy cabinet. True. I'm, I'm serious. Like, we count rings, dog. We count trophies. You know, it's like uh, I had somebody that was trying to talk about Kendrick Maple and another player or another player, another wrestler that hadn't won a national championship. I said, I can't hear you over the sound of Kendrick's national championship. You know, it's just it, the rings, the trophies, they mean something. They have to. Otherwise, what are we doing? Uh, seven seed Maggie Nichols versus 10 seed Brittany Borman. I gotta go with Maggie. I think she's one of the best all-around athletes to ever be at the University of Oklahoma. It's a damn shame that we will not get to see her play out the rest of her collegiate gymnastic career. But at the same time, just when you factor not only what she did as a member of the gymnastics program, but what she did for the world of sports, I mean, Maggie Nichols is moving on, and she's probably going to be moving on well into this tournament. So give me Maggie at the seventh seed for sure. Definitely a dark horse to make the final four. I'm going to be interested to see what people think. Uh, two seed Leroy Zellman versus 15 seed Paige Parker. I obviously watched Paige Parker dominate and lead the OU softball team to a national title, but at the same time, I got to go with Leroy. I mean, what he did meant so much, not only on the football field, but off the field. I just think Leroy is such a a key figure in OU history, not just football history. And so for me, I think he should get the right to move on at the same time. Are they, if I remember correctly, are they still planning to build that statue of the Selman brothers? Mm -hmm. They are. That, hey, they build statues for a reason. Do they not? It's true. It's true. Uh, mm. I, and I'm applauding you because the boomers would riot if you, uh, if you pick Paige Parker over Leroy Selman. They would, <laughs> they would find you at your house. Uh, let's move on to the Lloyd Noble region, 
Uh, it's the bottom left quadrant. Bud Wilkinson is the one seed there, 16th seed, Sherry Cole. Uh, I think I know your answer, but I want to hear you say it anyway. Yeah, got to go with Bud Wilkinson for obvious reasons. He is the easy number one seed moving on. Yeah, Sherry Cole deserves the 16th seed with the way she's been coaching the last couple of years. I said it. Um, eight seed Mark Williams against nine seed L. Dale Mitchell. This is actually playing out pretty oh. interestingly on the polls. I, this one was real tough for me because obviously I am a, a baseball guy and L. Dale Mitchell means a lot to me as an individual. But at the same time, I also recognize greatness. And for me, Mark Williams is true greatness. And so I will give Mark the nod, even though this one is grimacing to pick. Mark Williams moves on for me. L. Dale Mitchell might be the greatest OU baseball player ever. Uh, I believe he had back-to-back seasons of like 490 and 507 batting, which yep. is stupid. Like, what? H- how? I need to see it. Like, no, there's there's no way you batted 50%. There's no way. And yet, there's the stat staring in the face. And my favorite story about Mark Williams isn't how many national championships he's won, isn't the guys that he's put on the Olympics team, he's assistant coach in the Rio games. It's that when I went to go interview him about Jake Dalton at the time and uh, a couple of other guys that were competing to make the Olympic team, I want to say this is 2012, he had on a, a big ring, and I assumed it was a national championship ring. And he said, no, 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 no. This is, this is one year we finished second place. And I said, why are you wearing that? Because I tend to bang my hand on the uh, on the desk or on a piece of equipment when I get a little angry and you know what's second place to me? <laughs> I was like, wow! <laughs> I hope to have it like that one day where you can just beat the hell out of a second place national champ, like national runner up wing. I'm going, okay, yeah, I love you, Mark. Yeah, we could get along. Wow. Yeah, man. Uh, also, his kids are ultra competitive. Like, they lost out on the national championship. I want to say last year, and. His kiddo left him a post-it note note to dad saying, OU Gymnastics will be back next year winning the national championship. And I'm like, yo, okay, his kids get it. I'm here for this. Uh, five seed Derek Strait versus 12 seed Landry Jones. This is tough, man. I, I think Landry is that dude when it comes to just the pure records. But I'm also someone that firmly believes, again, that you have a strong reputation for a reason. And so for me, I went with Derek Strait. I mean, Derek, an obvious monster at the cornerback position. He was, if I remember correctly, a top three round NFL draft selection. And he's another guy that, like we talked about Ricky Dixon, everyone used to tell me about how much Derek Strait really stood on the football field. And so for that reason, I had to go with Derek in this first round and allow him to move on to the five season. No, I'll, I'll get with that. Uh, even as he's OU's all-time leading passer, Landry Jones ain't win no Paycom Jim Thorpe Award. And I submit to you, it's much harder to do. Uh, let's move to four-seed Thomas Lott against 13-seed George Cumby. What do you got? I went with T-Lot, man. T-Lot's a good dude, but at the same time, he was also the orchestrator of that wishbone offense back in the day. He's someone that means a ton to OU football, the quarterback position. So I went with T-Lot in the first round, and I think it was a pretty easy selection on my part. Yeah, man. Got to meet him at a celebrity golf event, and he was just the kindest dude. Also, those bandanas go hard. Three-seed Billy Vessels versus 14-seed Rocky Kalmus. Who you got? 
I went with Billy Vessels, man. Obviously a true icon in OU football. So give me Billy in the first round. Right on. Uh, Rocky Thomas also, I mean, if he was healthy, would have been one of the best linebackers OU ever produced. Many people tell me that. And I got a front row seat with him playing at Jinx and then moving on to Oklahoma. Uh, quality player. Let's go to six seed Blake Griffin against 11 seed Ricky Bryan. I think I know your answer, but I'm going to defend Ricky Bryan anyway. <laughs> well, I'm going to defend Blake Griffin okay. for obvious reasons. The guy is the dominant force. We still watch his college basketball highlights to this day, and he is still someone that is changing the NBA. Went from just a true dominant dunker to a really good overall basketball player now that the dunking option isn't always there. So give me Blake Griffin in the first round. Ricky Bryan, I think, has the most tackles by a defensive lineman in OU history. Uh, also, one quality man. Uh, he's from Coweta, which is just down the road here in Tulsa. Ricky Bryan Fieldhouse is the Coweta High School's gym. Ricky Bryan Memorial Highway goes right in front of the high school. Meant quite a bit to his community. Uh, enjoyed being a Sooner. His brother, I believe, is the one, Steve, uh, with the Super Bowl ring playing for the Falcons. So the Ricky Bryan, just class dude. And I think even Coach Switzer would tell you he is wildly underrated by most people. Uh, let's go with 7-seed Kalani Ricketts versus 10-seed Trey Young. And y'all are so disappointing to me right now. Just, just so disappointing. So disappointing. I, I I don't think I'm disappointing you because I had to go with Kalani. That a boy. That, I mean, that a boy. This one to me wasn't that difficult. I mean, Kalani was a first team All American, one of the best and most dominant softball pitchers to ever grace the game. She has played on the national team. She has played for U Triple A. I mean, like she is all over. And then she came back and was a volunteer coach last season. So she is not only such a dominant athlete she means a ton of the university as a player and as a coaching figure now so i thought kaylani over trey young was an easy pick am i off base no man i wrote five thousand words about kaylani for sb nation long form the best two-way softball player of all time not not yeah. not at the olympic level not at the college level not the high school level just period of all time you know in that 2013 women's college world series that she won where she came back-to-back -back nights and threw, like, I want to say 360 pitches and hit dingers over Tennessee. I mean, come on now. Uh, I get that Trey Young is thrilling y'all in the NBA, and he was he was thrilling for about 12 weeks at OU. But, nah, I'm with you. Uh, y'all are disappointing me. I thought y'all would pick Kaylani Ricketts. I thought that would be easy. Uh, let's go with two-seed Billy Sims against 15-seed Felicia Whaley. Oh, Billy Sims, man. I mean, if I didn't pick the guy that shows up in an OU suit to almost every public From event, Walmart. I feel like I'd be doing something. From Walmart. <laughs> I picked up I that mean, same suit from Walmart. Like, I picked it up for, like, I want to say 30 bucks. You know, I'm not hey, going to wear that to a Heisman ceremony, dog. No. Oh, man. It's tacky as uh, all hell. Okay. All right. Oh. No, don't even, hey, don't even trip, RJ. That is some of the best money you'll spend. That is an outstanding Yo, suit, yeah, yeah. and Billy Sims is an outstanding football player. He moves on to the first you, round. You can you can spend a little money on a tailored suit from, like, Joe's, Joseph A. Bank or something, dog. You ain't got to go shopping off the rack at Walmart. You Billy Sims, man. All right. I mean, I'm not mad at the pick. I'm mad at the Walmart suit at the Heisman ceremony. That's what I'm mad at. I'm not going to wear no Walmart uh, suit to no event. Like, I go to the, the Paycom Jim Thorpe Award banquet 
last couple of years. You know what I've worn? A tailored blue suit this past year, and the year before that, a tuxedo. I'm not wearing no Walmart. Get up. Come on, man. I got peoples to represent. What are you doing right now? My oh, God. Yeah, I got you. I got your boomer cue right here. Uh, let's go over to the Marina Highs region before I really lose my temper. Uh, Bob Stoops is the one seed. Alvin Adams is the 16 seed. I know your answer. Still want to hear you say it. Uh, Coach Stoops. Yep. He is obviously the man, yep. and he also is the man for the Dallas Renegades. And now that he is in my city, I will put on for him even more. So, Coach Stoops, moving on. Right on. Uh, Alvin Adams, one of the kindest men I've ever met. I was tasked with writing a feature about him coming out of uh, grad or coming into grad school, and he just took so much time and told me so many great stories. And at the time, oh, I forget what he was VP of for the Phoenix Suns, but he was so interested in the stadium seating, and he was so interested in all the little things nobody thinks about. He also majored in letters at OU. For those of you that don't know what that is, it's classic, it's language, it's writing. You take a letters degree, you're usually trying to turn that into pre-med or pre-law. Uh, quality man. Uh, just, I love him. Uh, let's go eight seed Mark Schultz versus nine seed Jamel Holloway. Surprise me, Kennedy. <laughs> I don't know if this is a surprising pick, but I went with Jamel Holloway. No. I mean, I had to. Okay. Here's the thing. He... He was the dude when, when my mom was on campus and all she talked about outside of like what she saw from Brian Bosworth, she always talks about what Jamel Holloway did. And, and so Jamel Holloway for me was the selection. So Coach Switzer tells this story, or maybe it was maybe it was Coach Donnan. I think it was Jim Donnan, not Coach Switzer. But they were supposed to play Nebraska. Like, I want to say like a, a week in between – like the last week of thanks uh, before Thanksgiving, so they had like a bye week, and Switzer had told everybody, "Stay here, don't get in trouble, okay? Just just do me that favor." And they're watching like UC USC UCLA or Donnan is, and the play by play guy throws it to the sideline guy. The sideline guy looks over, says, "I got Jamel Holloway sitting standing here to my left here in LA, uh, getting ready to take on uh, the Nebraska Cornhuskers later this week, aren't you, uh, Jamel?" And Donnan's phone rings. And the Switzer just cursing him out, going, what in the – is Jamel doing in Los Angeles? <laughs> and that, 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 to me, spoke to just who Jamel Holloway was at the time. Yeah, I'm going to do what I want, and we're going to come in. And I think they, they still beat Nebraska, which tells you everything you need to know. Also, Mark Schultz, as I mentioned, three world championships. Three. In, like, an eight-year span. Just phenomenal. I, I wish to, he would have uh, – Giving Jamel just a little bit more run for his money. Benny Owen as the five seed versus Keith Jackson as the 12 seed. Who you got? I went with Benny Owen. I, I, look, my mom was a huge Keith Jackson guy, but Benny Owen, obviously, when you talk about OU football history, really, really important figure. And I think you put him at the five seed for a reason. So this one may have been a little bit difficult. If I remember correctly, Keith Jackson might have been leading in the polls yeah, when man. I voted, but I went with Benny at the five. Am I am I on there? What do you think? I would have gone with Benny because there's no Bud and there's certainly no Barrier Bob if there's no Benny. You know, uh, I, mm -hmm. I mean, it's called Owen Field because of him. That's his name. Exactly. Right. But Keith Jackson just means so much to a certain generation of people, and I get that, and I'm glad. You know, the same people that are yelling about. 
Trey Young going through and, and the youngsters beating out the old guys, I'm saying, y'all all voted for Keith Jackson. We weren't around for Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson was a tight end of a wishbone <laughs> offense. What do we know about that? You know? Come on now. Oh. Stop that. You were running end around to Keith Jackson because you get mad because he couldn't get the ball. I love those stories. Uh, four seed Brian Bosworth versus 13 seed Jimbo Elrod. I'm going with Boz, man. I'm going with the Boz for obvious reasons. I mean, the guy was not only an outstanding linebacker, but what he has meant to the world of sports for so long now. There's something he said there. So give me the Boz in the first round. I would argue that there is no Boz without an Elrod. That would be my counter. You know, uh, mm. I respect the folks that came before, but I, I get it. I understand that one. We got three seed Steve Owens versus 14 seed Kevin Bookout. Yeah, uh, we're coming down the stretch here. Steve Owens was the pick for me. I actually have a Steve Owens signed uh, little poster, and it's one of my favorite things that I own. So Steve Owens is the man, and he is my selection in the first round. Yeah, OU's second Heisman winner told great stories. Uh, There's one game, I want to say it's 69. Maybe it's a little bit later because I think Switzer was there. But the story is Steve Owens called timeout, and – Coach wanted to know why the running back's calling timeout. He says, because I need a blow. And he says, hurry up. He says, I'm going to take my time. Because he got, he got 40 carries or something that game. And he was like, nope, nope. Uh, I'll be here as long as I'm going to be here. Because all you're going to do is keep giving me the ball. And I'm tired. And I was, was like, okay, I appreciate that. Uh, Kevin Bookout, also great two-sport athlete. Could have been, I mean, he's up there as one of the great Oklahoma, state of Oklahoma athletes we've ever produced. Sterling Shepard at the 11th seed, Rod Schott at the 6th seed. This is one where the boomers are going, too many millennials are voting in this thing, man. <laughs> I, I I felt like I was making the right play here, and I went with Rod Schott. Mm-hmm. And for obvious reasons, I mean, the guy in the Big 8 was a dominant force. I believe he was uh, an all-Big 8 selection like three or four times. Mm-hmm. And um, also, just such a crazy good linebacker. So for me, show was the easy pick because he got so many various awards and continued to show dominance year in year out. But I don't know. I understand that young people like me would pick a Sterling Shepard just because of him jumping over Tennessee defenders into the end zone, if you will. He's actually the one of the guys that I'm thinking about, one of the people that I'm thinking about when it comes to what does it mean to the university. Because as you know, his dad played at Oklahoma, tragically died when he was a kiddo. Uh, was at games as a small kiddo and more or less was running around in Bob Stoops' pocket, coming up at Heritage Hall in Oklahoma City, ended up as, I think, a three-star kiddo that showed out by the time it was all said and done. And he's a kid that's really a grown man now that it was easy to root for. I just remember writing about him as a high school kiddo. Yeah, I I, I, I can go either way on this one. Uh, I get what Rod Schoke means. I also know what Sterling Shepard means to the community. Uh, seven seed Lauren Chamberlain versus ten seed Billy Tubbs. What you got? I had to go with Lauren Chamberlain, man. I mean, dingers were here for him. I, look, she when we talk about like Kaylani Ricketts, one of the best two way softball players of all time. I mean, we're also talking about Lauren Chamberlain, one of the greatest power hitters in softball history, and what she has meant to the softball community. There's something to be said for that. I think Lauren Chamberlain is definitely someone that I don't know. If she gets overlooked, but at the same time, she's definitely someone that, to me, doesn't always get her recognition. She just became such a true 
sensational player in OU softball uniform, so I went with Chamberlain the first round. Yeah, uh, Billy Tusk, the best men's basketball coach in OU history, the most popular mm-hmm. softball player in OU history, got to be Lauren Chamberlain. And, Chamberlain. and up until Maggie Nichols just decided to start destroying records and popping off perfect tens, you know, like the rest of us get out of bed, she was probably the most popular player not not playing football, right? Uh, and I get that. And yeah. The softball community loves her. I think she's working as an analyst for MLB Network now. Um, and then finally, our two-seed Adrian Peterson versus 15-seed Daryl Royal. Got it. Yep. To wrap it up, the the argument that you brought up at the top of the podcast, I I feel like this is kind of an anticlimactic end, but I got to go with AD, man. I mean, that dude, for a lot of people my age or just a bit above and below, was one of the main reasons why you watched OU football. I mean, you might be someone that watched college football just to watch Adrian Peterson. He was that darn good. And then when he went to the NFL – he was almost every single person's favorite player. And so to this day, there's something for me about the name Adrian Peterson that turns the switch. Like when you say his name, there are just so many different things running my head, the plays on the field, what he did in the National Football League, who he is as a person, or even one of my favorite moments when he got interviewed in Houston and the guy didn't even know who he was. And he just went with it. I mean, like, Adrian Peterson was just such this multi-dimensional presence that became an icon in the NFL, and he's still going. Like he has, a, he has attained Hall of Fame status in the blink of an eye, and he's not even done yet. So for me, I thought Adrian Peterson was the easy selection. Man, he's still to this day one of my favorites to ever do it in any sport. Yeah, man. I just I would add, Daryl Royal's name is still at the top of record books as a player. Uh, he's a native son. He's from Hollis, Oklahoma. And he went to Texas and won national championships, you know? I, I, that would be the only argument. And I made him 15th seed knowing what this would do. But I was also kind of interested to see that, you know, somebody voted for him. And, and that person has yet to reveal themselves. Maybe it was a Texas fan just trying to get it. Uh, somebody asked me, where's Top Dog? I said I would sooner rank the gold or seed the golden driller. And he went to TU, okay? All right? That's what I feel about that. Uh, where's Hollis Price? I would sooner seed Courtney Paris. Okay, that's how I feel about that. Uh, we're gonna keep doing this. Uh, when I put up the second round, which probably be in a couple of days, I encourage you all to participate. Uh, I'm interested to see what Colin thinks going forward, especially as we get these numbers from the vote, which are going to be who moves on. It's not what I think. I mean, I made the seating, but after that, it's what you think, right? Uh, and I'm interested to find out what you think. Please vote for all of you that have voted. I sincerely appreciate it. I am, again, overwhelmed by the response. I did not expect this to to blow up, but I also understand it's weird times, and uh, I was just doing what I would normally do, which is being stupid and just writing stuff down, and, and I'm glad other people want to be stupid and <laughs> write stuff down with me. Uh, Colin, is there anything you wanted to get out before we uh, wrap it up? No, man, great stuff by you. I'm glad that you put this out, and I can't wait to keep chronicling this as it goes along. And so for all of you listening to this, participate in this tournament. Don't go outside. Keep your button doors and vote on the polls, all right? That's my national safety announcement. That's it for me. Amen. That's Colin Kennedy. Follow him on the Twitters at CKennedy247. 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I deleted my Twitter account. 